Welcome to the Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations for drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle. This is episode number 13. Jamie Eads joining you as always. Keep your emails coming to us at the Drum Shuffle Podcast at gmail.com. Our web address is thedrumshuffle.com. You can reach me over at jamieeads.com. Another website that I want to mention here, real quick, um, is ghostnote.net. Uh, if any of you out there listening are into custom drums or learning how to build custom drums, that is a forum that I've been a member of for many, many years and have met a lot of cool people over there. So if you're just out surfing the web, uh, head over to ghostnote.net and uh, check out what some of the, the greatest independent custom drum builders on earth are doing. That being said, we have a great episode for you. We have Brendan Hangel joining us here in just a moment from the band Trapped. Brendan also spent quite a bit of time in the band Hope for the Dying. We're going to catch up with him on both bands here in just a second, so stay tuned. Lost Cabos Drumsticks may be the best kept secret from drummers today. Lost Cabos Drumsticks makes the finest tools to touch a drummer's hands in the business. The best news, almost every popular stick size is available in both white hickory and red hickory. If you don't know what red hickory is, it's made from the heartwood of the hickory tree, unlike regular white hickory, which is made from sapwood. Red hickory drumsticks will hold up to even the hardest hitting drummers. Their durability comes from the density of the wood, but they do not sacrifice the feel. Please visit LosCabosDrumsticks.com to learn more about their products. And don't forget to ask at your favorite retailer for Lost Cabos Drumsticks. All right, our guest today is Brendan Hangel from the band Trapped. Uh, Brendan has been playing with those guys and been a member of the band since 2016. And uh, his story is just fantastic. It really is. Um, and, And I won't. I won't steal any of his thunder from the interview, uh, but it's really cool uh, how he got the call to join Trapped and uh, just how quickly he was thrown into it. Brendan also spent uh, a number of years in a great heavy band called Hope for the Dying. So check out both of those. Uh, We're going to talk about both of those bands with Brendan. And Brendan is also just really a a great guitarist and bass player as well. Uh, He's doing some one man covers out on his social media channels that are just just incredible really uh so uh pleased to welcome my friend brendan hingle to the drum shuffle hey brendan how's it going man jamie nice to hear from you man how are you i'm doing well doing well hey thanks for taking the time and coming on the drum shuffle we really do appreciate it absolutely man i'm excited Cool. So, um, Brendan, you know, what we like to try to do is, is go back to the, to the very beginnings, you know, the, the Genesis, if you will, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into music and, and drumming, because I know you play a lot of different instruments. So, uh, kind of walk us yeah, through yeah. how you got started. 
Well, um, I mean, I, I come from a pretty musical family, not um, my close direct relatives, but um, I just grew up in a musical household. My mom listened to a lot of music. My um, my uncle is the conductor for The Lion King on Broadway, um, and his wife, my mom's sister, my Aunt Mary, is uh, an opera singer. She was in Phantom of the Opera. She's uh, uh, yeah, she's been opera singing for for ten plus years now, and um, so I got I kind of got into it. I, like I, at a young age, I got to go see The Lion King, got to see some Broadway shows. I got into that when I was maybe ten, eleven, twelve, and um, my mom was she listened to rock music, you know, which is kind of strange. Um, she listened to a lot, so like my first band was System of a Down, and but I also grew up on like Frank Zappa and some weirder stuff and some jazz. So there's just a lot of like diversity in music in my house. And um, I also had older sisters that were in high school. So they were introducing me to all this alternative stuff. And so, um, yeah, so about 13 or 14, I guess um, I, I, you know, probably around 12, 13, I started beating on pots and pans and I guess my mom just figured enough was enough and got me my first kit for Christmas when I was probably 14. And she was very, very um uh she she was just very uh encouraging you know she loved having music in the house so um yeah i guess i guess that's how i just started i started banging away to to system of a down albums when i was 14 and you know playing in terrible high school bands well yeah i mean that's the story of all of us i think you know (laughs) (laughs) you know so so you did start out on drums i did yeah it was my first instrument and it's probably a good five or six years later, um, I just started to kind of noodle around on guitar and I got into like a lot of guitar driven music. You know, I started to open up to prog, you know, I slowly got, went from rock to metal stuff and, and then eventually found prog music. And that really opened my mind up to, to guitar, guitar driven stuff. My first like big guitar hero was Jeff Loomis. And so I, for a while I just wanted to shred. And so I, so I picked up the guitar and also I wanted to start writing my own stuff, you know, and I kind of wanted to understand what, what was happening in music. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I picked the, the guitar up several years later and, and then since then I've just been kind of doing both and, you know, have a passion for both. And from there I picked up a little piano and some other instruments and yeah. Sure. Cool. Well, you know, and I guess I'm a little bit curious, did you do any kind of, you know, marching band or formal lessons or, or are you more? No. Yeah, no, I, I really wish I had, man. Like looking back, I, I wish I would have done band. I think that would have been a really good experience for me. Um, yeah, especially like jazz band or yeah, some marching stuff. Um, I, I think a lot of the, the drummers that I hear that do have those backgrounds, you can hear that in their drumming. And I think it's really cool. I was completely self-taught. I've never taken a lesson. I, I actually just took like my first set of lessons recently with uh, Dave Elich, um, probably like just last year. And I, I, I took a few lessons with him, had an in-person one with him, just, just to kind of like see where I was at and maybe like fix some posture stuff and like some basic stuff kind of rebuilding my drumming but i mean i was i was always self-taught i just listened to records and tried to mimic you know the stuff i was hearing so absolutely well and you know you mentioned you know starting you know terrible you know garage bands (laughs) and and things like that now you grew up um in illinois is that right yeah that's right southern illinois i was i was just outside of st louis so 
Okay, so so you had kind of the 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 bigger city influences coming in when you were getting started. So tell me a little bit about the formation of Hope for the Dying. Now, were, were those school mm-hmm. buddies of yours, or did that kind of happen after school? Or you know, it, yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> that that was in the uh, the MySpace era, you know, and at the time I had just gotten out of a band where I was playing guitar. I was playing lead guitar and I just started, you know, was super into that. And I, that band had broken up and I realized like, okay, I need to, I need to find something. I really want to tour. I really want to find a band. Um, so I kind of put writing my own music on hold and I, and I started looking and, uh, at the time MySpace had like a classified and there was like a musicians wanted type page, like a Craigslist ad basically. And, and it was for hopes of the dying. And they just, you know, they were an hour south of me, an hour and a half or so south of me. So I was like, okay, this might be cool. And, uh, they were kind of up and coming. They sent me some music and I really dug it. I mean, it was prog, it was, it was shred. It was kind of neoclassical. It was like, it was rad. And so I went down and I auditioned and, you know, I got the gig and, uh, those are still some of my my closest friends. I love those guys to death. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that that came to be. Well, and you know, it's uh, f- for our listeners who who don't know Hope for the Dying. It's really heavy music. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's especially the later stuff. It gets more a little more tech death. You know, it's it's prog. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's definitely heavy. Yeah, and and you know the the drumming really shines on those records. Um, you know, and you played bass on some of those records as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. I played I played some of the bass on on some of the stuff, and um, I also I recorded guitars on the newest album that we have out. I wrote two of the songs on that album, so I I, rec- I tracked guitars on those as oh. well. So. Okay, well, I mean, it, the the records are, are really cool. I mean, it's it's heavy music. If you you know if you mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you're uh, if you're above the unleaded diet, if you like the the full leaded <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 worth checking out. And I mean, it's it's very orchestral as well. Our our guitar player James Houseman he uh, writes full orchestra pieces, and a lot of like the albums. Um, basically are like one continuous like flow through so you can listen to it and it sounds like a giant song but um there's lots of transitions with the orchestra and yeah it's 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 cool music i i really enjoyed uh writing those albums and playing on those albums a lot of fun so well, I mean, it's it's really good stuff, and and you know, why don't you, uh, yeah, for sure, why don't you give us an update on the the status of of Hope for the Dying? Because I mean, you guys, mm-hmm. I, I guess, are still officially a band, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, over time of touring and stuff, and um, everybody just started branching out and getting these different lives. Um, Jack Daniels, the the lead guitar player, um. Uh, he he ended up playing for this band War of Ages, and I actually ended up joining and playing with touring with War of Ages for a little while as well. And um, uh, James and and Josh both had kids, and so you know just just personal stuff and family life and all that kind of thing. Regular jobs coming into play, so everybody's got that going on. Um, we're still you know technically with Face Down, and I, I think eventually we will. We're, we're basically just going to be a studio band, and we probably will put out more music. But I don't think we'll ever really tour unless, you know, if the opportunity comes up. And we've had some offers like to go to like Mexico and just play like a festival. You know, we may do some like one-offs and like festivals and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's going to be it's just mainly going to be studio albums coming out. But do, you know, we're we're definitely still gonna still gonna write music because we we love playing together. So. 
Absolutely. Well, that that's good news uh, for sure. Um, y- you know, I mean, you say we probably won't tour unless the check is big enough, right? Well, maybe. Yeah, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's, it's just if it was the right opportunity, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think any of us expects to make money off of that. But, but um, we're, we're passionate about the music. So, I mean, if there was an opportunity, and you know, and it, maybe it was opening for the right band, you know, yeah, I think I think we would do it. Absolutely. Well, so let's kind of transition a little bit. Tell me about how sure. the the gig with Trapped came about. Did did that kind yeah. of coincide with with you playing in Hope for the Dying or uh no, no, it didn't at all. Um at at this point Hope for the Dying was, you know, we 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 did one more album um and we were kind of at this point we just put it out and um, I was sort of inactive. Um, you know, I've been playing with War of Ages and decided to leave that. And I, I went to culinary school when I was younger. So I've, I've been cooking in restaurants my whole life. And so at the time I was working at this, um, kind of upscale steakhouse in Mount Vernon where I'm from. Um, and I was cooking and, uh, you know, still trying to get music off the ground. And that's sort of when I started recording my one man cover videos on YouTube, Okay, because, well, uh, just trying to trying yeah. to get my name out there and stuff like that. Well, and we got to talk about those in just a second. I, I'm sorry to interrupt sure. because no, some of that stuff is just. I mean, it's befuddling to me. You know, I, I'm just. Thank you, man. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, just I a drummer. The, the response right? I got on those was so incredible, and I I love doing it. Like, I want to get back to it. I've just been so busy with traps that I haven't had the time. But, um. Yeah, so I, I was working in a restaurant, and I started. I was like, I got to do something. So I started doing these one-way covers. Um, I was just practicing every day and, and working on my on my craft. And then um, the trap thing, honestly, it fell into my lap. I mean, everybody that I knew locally knew I was looking for something. And a good buddy of mine named Johnny Hinky, um, he he, I had played with him locally in the past. You know, in, in some of the smaller bands I've been in, and he. He, his band, they were called Audia. They recorded with Pete Shirell, the bass player from Trapped, like sure. seven or eight years ago, like a long time ago. Um, Pete's, Pete does engineering. He has a studio. So they, his band had flown out to L.A., recorded with Pete, and him and Johnny and Pete just became friends and stayed in contact. And um, so uh, it, it, just one day out of the blue, Johnny ends up hitting me up, and he's like, hey, you know, Trapped is looking for a drummer. You know, you should audition. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And so next thing I know, Pete's texting me and is like, hey, here's the song. It's like, send us a video. And uh, <laughs> so I immediately, you know, I, I, I learned three songs that night. And the next morning I went and I recorded a video at my friend's studio. And I just shot three songs, um, Headstrong, Bring It, um, and Human, one of the newer tracks. And I sent that to them uh, on like Tuesday, something like that. Um, I think maybe it was, I, I might have my days messed up, but basically like a couple of days later I had sent it to them. I didn't hear anything for a couple of days. So I just assumed I didn't get it. And it, it's funny because I was, I was having dinner with my family, my mom and my sister and my brother-in-law. And I was saying, I was just talking to them about it. And I was like, man, it really sucks. I didn't get this gig. That would have been really cool. And my phone rings and it's Pete. And he just says, Hey man, we just want to know what it'll take for you to come on the road with us. And that was like that was like Tuesday night that I got the call, and I think I 
flew to LA on like Saturday and then we started tour on Monday for like six months straight. So it was just like, it literally just happened overnight and I was, I was on tour with him. So, <laughs> so it was pretty wild. I had to learn like 22 songs or something in like less than a week. And for most of that week, I didn't have my drums. It was, it was pretty nerve wracking. <laughs> so basically you were just thrown into the machine on a, you know, on was, a yeah. Tuesday night and, you know, within yeah. seven days you're, you're on a, a, a big yeah, tour. Yeah. And I, I went in, I went into work and I quit my job <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the rest is history, dude. I've, I've just been, I've been with them ever since. So it's, it's crazy. Well, that, I mean, you know, what a, what a story, right? I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely like, it was a pretty cool moment because, you know, I got pretty emotional. My family was there. So it was like a, it was a, yeah, it was a great, great moment. Well, for sure. Now, you know, I mean, obviously Trapped has been around for, you know, a number of years and, Mm -hmm. you know, some of those early records were just, I mean, bananas huge, you know, yeah, Uh, yeah. you you couldn't turn on a radio, you know, in the early, uh, the early part, I guess, you know, 2010 or something without hearing the, the, the songs, you know, headstrong, I think was the, the big Mm -hmm. single. Um, when you joined the band, did they give you free reign to, to come in and be Brendan or was it, Hey man, we really need you to, to come in and play it like it, like it is on the record. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete, Pete and Chris were always, um, they were always very open to, to me stylistically and have kind of encouraged that. Um, their, their last drummer before me, Dylan, a freaking incredible drummer, that guy slays. And so he took, he had already taken a lot of the parts from the old records and spiced them up in really cool ways. And he was, he was, he's a very creative drummer. And so I, a lot of the things I took what he did and adapted to my style and, um, you know, having my metal background, I think I put more of that spin on it. And, but he, he had already kind of done some of that. So, and I, I think I did a little bit on top, so I kind of blend the two, but I also try to stick to the records, you know, as much as possible, because I think as a fan of, of music, I enjoy that. You know, I do like seeing other people's interpretations of stuff, but I also, you know, I think there, you should only go so far and then, you know, but, but it needs to sound authentic to the record. So I kind of try to do a little of both, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I know, yeah. you know, I can speak from, you know, personal experience. You you go see one of your favorite bands and they have a, a new member and uh, or a new drummer, especially for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm sitting there air drumming. You, you know what I'm saying? You're you're into yeah, yeah, you're into the show and and it's like, oh, well, man, he didn't do that. Phil. yeah you know exactly so sometimes that can be that can be devastating and other times they can do something else that you're like oh whoa that was cool because that's that's new and different so yeah you just kind of have to ride that line you know respectfully i try to always like respect the fact that fans are going to expect something you know so Absolutely. Well, you know, and I I know that, um, and it was 2016 or so, right? Or was it 2015 that that you uh, became a member of Trapped? Um, Yeah, so it's going on three years now. So yeah, I guess. I think it was 2016. I want to say. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, it, that sounds right. <laughs> right. Well, and I know that the 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 last record that that those guys put out is a little bit of a departure from their, you know, uh, sound, you know, so yeah. talk a little bit about, 
you know, the, the, the new record and, you know, you guys have been out doing a lot of acoustic shows. Um, yeah, so we have. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, here, here they, they've hired a guy like you that has all the chops in the world and you're out on an acoustic tour. I mean, ha- yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that difficult? Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. So, so the newest album that they put out, it's definitely a departure from their kind of classic sound. It's it's cool. I, I really enjoy DNA. I think it's it's one of my favorite albums, especially drumming wise. Um, Dylan played on that record, um, and Dylan, I think the the stuff he came up with, the parts were just incredible. There's a lot of really cool, unusual drumming in that, and so for me, it's it's really fun, especially live. It's so fun to to play those songs like Castaway and and all that. So I, I love I love that record. I think it sounds great, and it's it's definitely a little different, but I think it's it's heavy. It's it's cool. It's modern. Uh, but you know, it, uh, the acoustic stuff kind of came about because, um, you know, Chris kind of started doing it on his own to sort of challenge himself. And, you know, um, then he asked me to join and I've been playing Cajon and, and we have Pete come out occasionally and, you know, so we have the bass going as well. And it's for him, it was a way to kind of give our more hardcore fans a stripped down acoustic experience and kind of see how the songs were written, you know, cause I think you see like this full metal or hard rock show and you see all this production and you hear all the, you know, the finished product and you, you don't really get to kind of see the, the skeleton of how that came about. And that's sort of the idea with the acoustic tour is to give some of the more hardcore fans, you know, um, a view of, of, of the songs that were written originally on acoustic, like just, you know, whatever Chris jamming in his house with an acoustic and bringing that to a full band and how it, became the song that you you love you know so that's kind of how that came about and yeah we've been doing a lot of acoustic tours we have one more that we're doing in may and then uh we're going to start going back out full band and i cannot wait because i'm missing playing a full drum kit <laughs> so yeah, bad the cone's cool but yeah i need to be on the full drums and we need to do the rock show again so that's coming soon so well, and, and we'll certainly be looking for that. Now, um, you know, I'm in central Kentucky and we, we have a lot of listeners uh, and, and I know that you're in Nashville now. Um, I am, yeah. So um, we've got a lot of listeners kind of between us, you know, uh, our, right, right. our listeners are kind of here in the southeast, uh, a, a great number of them anyway. And I know that I guess your next upcoming show is actually in Cincinnati. Um, so, uh, which I think that's the first part of May or something like that. So yeah, it is May 3rd. Okay, yep. cool. So we're going to try to get some folks that are here in, in our area, get your tickets now kids and, uh, and, and go see the trapped acoustic show. Um, yeah, definitely. so is it, is that show, the acoustic show, is it, you know, I'm envisioning it in my head as kind of like a storyteller's kind of thing. You know, here's how this is. how yeah, the song was is. written. Chris, Chris, Chris will give some background on the song and how it came to be and what the lyrics meant to him and how, how he wrote those things. So yeah, it, it's exactly like that, which is it, it's pretty neat, you know. Well, that's got to be pretty cool for, for you know, longtime fans and, and, and hardcore mm-hmm. fans of the band is, is to see it, you know, really stripped down. I, you know, I always loved MTV Unplugged and, you know, all those different Same. shows. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so it's it's got to be a lot of fun. I, I know it's not a whole lot of fun playing Cajon all night because, you know, it, <laughs> it kills your back and it kills your hands, you know. Yeah, um, it's, it's not fun. After, you know, the first few, the first week or so is pretty brutal, but then it... it 
my hands heal and, and it's okay. I kind of get used to it and I start to kind of soften up a little bit. <laughs> for it, sure. It gets, it gets better. Yeah. But for yeah, sure. it's not, it's not ideal for me. I, I think on this next run too, I'm probably going to start incorporating some different percussion elements, you know, maybe like whatever it may be, like some tambourine, some shakers, some like maybe play it with some brushes, like just try to mix it up and, and have some different sounds. So it's not as one dimensional, um, so yeah, that, and I think that could be cool. That'll, and that'll definitely make it more fun for me too. So yeah, for sure. Well now, um, are you guys, while you're out, um, are you doing any writing for, you know, kind of the next record or are you just, yes, we are. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, so, so we, we just recorded two songs, two songs that we feel really strongly about as singles that we're going to be pushing. So we recorded those uh, earlier this year, I think in February or so. And um, let's see. So so right now we're in the process of writing. I think we may have like five or six songs done. And uh, I'm actually, Chris lives in Cincinnati, so I'm actually driving up there next week. Um, I'm writing some stuff here at home as well. I'm going to go meet him and uh, we're going to sit down and try to knock out another five songs. Um, so right after this acoustic tour is done, we plan on hopping into the studio and knocking out another full length to have out later this year. So, excellent. Uh, now, are you guys going to do the recording in Nashville, or have you have you chosen a studio yet? Um. So, well, like I said earlier, Pete has a studio called the Omen Room in in California. It's in Orange County. So oh, okay. That may be where we end up doing tracking the whole thing. I, I, I imagine pieces of it being kind of recorded everywhere. We'll probably do drums at the Omen Room. You know, Chris may do vocals somewhere else, but I think generally speaking, it'll be at the Omen Room, and Pete will mix it. He's he's a great engineer. He's got a great ear. So um, that's yeah, that's probably probably what'll happen is is be most of it out there. Okay, cool. Well, and, and you know, we mentioned earlier that that you're in Nashville now. That's kind of a a, a recent relocation for you um is that right yeah yeah i've been here about uh, two weeks oh wow <laughs> I okay just yeah two or three weeks now I've, i literally just moved in and um i'm still i'm still like getting my bearings here you know I, i've made a lot of friends and touring over the years so i i do know some people here but i'm i'm starting to go out to like the local shows and meet some of the locals and trying to get um trying to get a foothold in the scene and, and meet some locals. I'm also going to start playing local gigs here, solo acoustic stuff. I'll probably do some, you know, fill-in shows and, and things like that. And um, I love it here. It's just, it's amazing to me. To me, this is the perfect city. It's it's not as big as L.A. It's not, it, it feels like a small town, but it's a big city. You know, um, the cost of living is not as high. It's it's a great music hub. Um, I just can't, I can't say enough good things about it. And so, so far, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, just to automatically equate Nashville with country music. Um, there is an incredible rock scene in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I'm still I'm still kind of discovering it. You know, I'm, I'm going out. I just went to a show last night. I, uh, I was actually getting my hands in the one of the women that worked there was a singer songwriter. We ended up talking and she's like, yeah, come to my show Saturday. So I come to her show. It's at a brewery. I. I watched her perform and she just was incredible, had an amazing band, had an incredible voice. And um, I'm starting to discover, you know, what's out there in the scene. And there's definitely some great rock stuff happening. There's lots of original music that's coming out. There's a good there's a good number of cover bands and stuff like that downtown as well. You know, you have that kind of thing. But there's there's definitely a, a strong scene here. I think I think mainly what people see is is the country stuff. There's a, there's definitely a lot of country here. 
but um but yeah man there's 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 just such high quality and high caliber musicians here in in all genres so yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, I jokingly say all the time, if you, you know, go to a casual dining restaurant and, you know, order your cheeseburger, the guy or gal that brings it to you is probably the best guitarist you've never heard. You know, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely. You never know. You never know who, who here is just incredible. I mean, it's, it's probably everybody, you know, most people here are. So, um, yeah, yeah just walking down the street, the, you know, people, street performers, there's incredible street performers. There's a, yeah, and it's 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 another reason I moved here is just to be surrounded by such great musicians is definitely going to push me to you know to work even harder. So well, for sure, and and you know I know that you'll uh, get plugged in pretty quick, and you'll be doing sessions before you know it. I mean, you know, there's yep. you know four thousand studios in that area down there, so exactly, you know, yeah. you'll 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 find work before before you know it. No doubt yep, about it. Hopefully that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, going back over to, you know, the, the trap side, when you guys get back mm-hmm. out, um, you know, kind of doing some of the festivals and the, and the full rock shows, is it going to be, yeah. you know, a full big tour with, with lots and lots of dates or is it going to be more festival centric or do you know yet? Um, yeah, I can't speak too much on it yet. I, I, I've, heard little things and more, more or less rumors and, and, you know, speculation and stuff. We've had a few offers. Um, so we're, I, yeah, I can't say too much about it now and what, what it'll be. Um, we'll probably do a, a headline, uh, run that, that'll be pretty, pretty decent size. And then we'll probably do a support run for a bigger band. That'll, that'll be, uh, I think, uh, much bigger and more dates. Um, hopefully we're out quite a bit with the full band thing, the second half of this year. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. So, um, yeah, just, you know, keep an eye on our dates and, and that stuff will be announced soon. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I was, I was going for the, for the exclusive there, the, the Geraldo <laughs> Rivera in yeah, the, you yeah. know, so you can't announce it here today. That's okay, man. I'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say too much. I, you know, there's, there's just, uh, there's a few things that have been on the table and we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, I, I'm sure it will be awesome, whatever it is. Um, you know, the, the the guys in your band, you know, um, they don't do um, small. You know what I'm saying? You know, trapped. Right, yeah, yeah. Trapped is we, always. We go big. Yeah. We, we go big or go home. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that's cool. Well, Brendan, you know, one of the things that that we always try to do with with all of our guests, you know, what I think is cool is, you know, you you came from a small town in Illinois, and you know, it's yep. it's just like a such a cool story, and, and in efforts of full disclosure, you know, you and I kind of met through our connection at Vradham uh, Drum Shoot you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is great. So I always want to give a shout out to Thomas and Vradham. He was a guest yeah. on the show a while back. And, you know, so that's kind of how you and I got hooked up, which is, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, awesome, but, yeah. yeah, but you know, one of the things that, that we always try to, to ask everybody, you know, your story is so cool. You know, what advice would you give to, you know, our listeners out there, you know, uh, how to get further in the business, you know, practice routines, whatever you want to touch on, but, but give us a good piece of advice. So I I get that a lot from, um, people like drummers and, and just people in general, fans. And I, I, people come up to me all the time and ask that this is what I'll say every single time. I think it's just the best thing that I've learned. Um, it's two things. I mean, a practice your craft. If you want to do this for a living, 
don't don't half-ass anything and really give it your all and set aside time, have a practice schedule, whatever it is, you know, even if it's an hour a day or less or whatever, you just have have some uh, some discipline and sit down and practice your craft. Be good at your craft. You know, that's the first thing people want to know. But I think even bigger than that is be a good person and be a great person and be so, you know, cause that's that, that in the end, I think that's what, you know, Johnny would have never called Pete and said, Hey, I know this guy. If I wasn't a, a great guy, you know, just a, a nice guy and become friends with Johnny. So it's, it's not just about like becoming friends because you're networking and trying to get ahead. It's just be a genuinely good person and people will, will sense you, you know, how genuine you're being and, that's that's the most important thing. It's you know building the friendships are more important to me than anything in in this industry. So I would just say, be a great person. You know, don't don't get into talking bad about other bands. Like don't don't get into that stuff. Just stick to yourself. Be a be a good person and uh, and practice your craft and be good at what you do. And if you do those things, people will know. They'll notice and they'll talk about you and they'll tell their you know, when, when a gig comes up, they'll say, oh, I know this guy, Brendan, not only is he a great drummer, but he's just an awesome guy. So there you go. You're going to get that gig. So those are the two things. Practice, be a good person. Yeah. And, and that's great advice. And, and it reflects uh, and, and resonates on what a lot of our past guests have said, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm assuming when, you know, you sent out your video to the guys in Trapped, you know, when you're auditioning mm-hmm. and trying to get that gig you know, your playing speaks for itself, but it's really all, it's really all about the hang, you know? I mean, it's, (laughs) I'm sure that if you're not, if you don't get along with people, it's just, you know, it's never going to work. It doesn't matter how good you are. So you have to be able to adapt and, and be able to get along with a wide variety of people, you know, not just people that, you know, you just have to be, uh, yeah, you got, you just gotta be down to earth, easy, easy to get along with. And, you know, yeah, well, and I, you know, I'm I'm assuming that when you, uh, you know, flew out to to California and met up with them, had you been, you know, just some raging jerk, they would have been like, yeah, ne- <laughs> never mind, dude. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, at the end of the day, I think how good you are. I think I would much rather play with good musicians that are amazing people than amazing musicians that are not as great of people. So, uh, it's just that you spend all day with those people. I spent, I spent every, every, every minute in a bus with those people. So, um, it's really important that everybody, um, get along. So yeah, definitely, you know, work on your social skills and work on, and you know, uh, yeah, getting along. You don't have to be a hundred percent agreeable all the time. You just have to learn how to learn how to compromise and learn how to live with other people. So, yeah, well, I mean, I think that's the most important thing, whether you're a drummer, a, a flute player or a, you know, a, a delivery man. It doesn't matter. Just be yeah, a, be a absolutely. good human being. Well, and, you know, um, I, I mentioned it earlier. Um, let's talk just a, a real briefly here about your your one man covers, because. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I want to try to set this up a little bit, um, <laughs> because if you haven't seen this stuff, it, I mean, it just. Again, it blows my mind, but you're literally playing every single instrument uh, and you're covering, you, you, you know, you're not doing, you know, three chord songs, you know, I mean, it's no, yeah, they, these are, these are prog, prog metal songs for the most part. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I mean, 
it's unbelievable to me, you know, first of all, I have to hate you because you're so good at all these different instruments. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it, 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 it's, yeah. it's like if you, were ju- yeah. if you were just a better drummer than me, I'm, I, you know, we might still be able to That's be friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I got you. but you know, all kidding aside, you know, some of the, the, the material that you've picked um, you know, most people wouldn't try to do a, a drum cover of, let alone yeah, play the, exactly. Yeah. You know, so tell yeah. us a little bit about some of those that you've done and, and where everybody can sure. catch that stuff. Sure. So I, I was really inspired uh, early, you know, in my teenage years by this band Between the Barry to Me. And they're, they're a prog metal band. They have 20 minute long songs sometimes and they, they go all over the place. They have weird transitions, odd time signatures, crazy scales and modes and, and just sonically it's just insane music and it's it's all over the place it's very technical it's very challenging just for drums let alone guitars guitar is incredibly every instrument in that band is is hard to play um so i was really inspired by them early on and i i love technical music and i love complicated stuff i love like breaking it down i love getting it under my fingers it's just a sense of accomplishment i get so um, so I decided to do these covers because I was, you know, I just have always balanced guitar and, and drums so much. I felt like I could do both pretty well. And I started with, uh, this band Snarky Puppy. It's like sort of a jazz fusion band. And I, I, I started with one of their songs and I didn't have any brass instruments. So I transcribed like the trumpet solo on the guitar and just did that and tried to make do with it. And that, that one turned out okay. Each each video got progressively better because that one, it just looks terrible. The lighting's awful. The quality's bad. But like, it was still good. I got a really good reception out of it. Um, the next video I did, I, I stepped it up quite a bit. I did um, Between the Berry to Me. And that, that was a big challenge. Um, I spent, you know, a couple of weeks, probably two weeks straight of just practicing that song every day on, on all instruments. And, um, I, I that was that one I'm really proud of because I recorded that in one day and and they're they're all live takes it's not overdubbed it's not a music video playthrough it's it's th- those are live recordings of me playing those parts and so um, and then I did a Tron song and I've done a contortionist song now right after I did those uh, the contortionist video I joined Trapped and since then I've been so busy I haven't been able to get back to it I do plan on it though because it's something that was super rewarding for me. The, the the response was so amazing there you know pe- people really seemed to like it. it it didn't get a lot of exposure i don't have a ton of views i think the bt band one is my most watched it has like 5000 views or something but everybody that's seen it is like why doesn't this have more views this is incredible so i'm really proud of that stuff i think that's something that if i put a lot of time into it could actually do like i could actually do something with that and i don't think there's a lot of people doing drum cover of you know an animal's leader song or this or that or a guitar cover, but I, I, you don't see one man bands that nail it. I see a lot of one man covers that like, they're kind of okay at everything, but I feel like I was able to pretty much nail every instrument. And so, um, I'm really proud of that stuff. It's, um, you can go to YouTube and just type in Brendan Hengel and, uh, you should be able to find find uh, the four videos that I've done and definitely subscribe and, and look out for videos in the future because I, I already have like three or four songs learned completely that I just need to shoot. So um, eventually when I have the time, I'm going to be getting back to it and putting more stuff up. So. Well, I mean, it, it's incredible stuff. I mean, it truly is. And, and thank you, thanks, man. Uh, well, I'm not just saying it because you're my guest on this show. I mean, it's it's inc- <laughs> it's incredible stuff. Now, um, thank you. 
now that you are entrapped, and this kind of leads me down a, a different rabbit hole, but now that you're entrapped, I, I, I'm going to guess that your profile, you know, um, you know, it's raised your profile considerably, um, and your technical ability is obviously there. Uh, is there any talk with any of your gear companies about doing a clinic tour, you know, as, as a drummer? Have you worked anything out there yet? No, I honestly, I, I've never even considered that. I, that would be really fun. That would be awesome. Um, I, no, I've never even like honestly given that any thought. Um, with the touring schedule of of trapped as it is, I don't know if that would be possible. But if it, if yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should kind of mention it to some companies and see if it's something I could do. I would. I would love to do that. I think not only would that be really, it'd be challenging for me. So that would be a great learning experience. That'd be really cool. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I think the thing about clinics is it's you by yourself, you know, and and yeah, exactly, and and what knowledge can you impart on the folks that that you know come see your clinic, and you know, I I honestly think that that you would uh, you would do well there. So you know, I had to ask the question. You know, I'm trying to get a scoop on you, Brendan. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I would love to. I, I actually really enjoy teaching. I mean, I've I've never I've you know, I've given some lessons and stuff, but I love, I have a passion for like showing, showing, uh, you know, people that are trying to learn. I, I love talking about drums. I love talking about, uh, technical, um, you know, things. And I love, I love just, uh, yeah, I, I love teaching. So it'd be something that would be really cool for me. I don't know. Maybe in the, maybe in the future, that's something that we can put together. Absolutely. Well, if if that's something that you uh, that you're going to do, certainly let me know and we will put the put the word out to the good folks that uh, that listen in. Um, Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're looking forward to hearing the, uh, you know, kind of the next chapter uh, from Trapped. It sounds like uh, a new record, possibly later this year, early next year when that's. Yep. When that's in the can and done, I would love to have you back so we can uh, so we can get a, a a listen to it to our listeners mm. and and talk a little bit about the drum tracking process that you went through. So, uh, open invitation for you, brother. Yeah, that would be fantastic. It's it's great talking to you. So any any time, I'd love to come back. Well, that'd be awesome, man. Um, so, Brendan, thanks so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll we'll send everybody over to trap.com and look up Brendan Hengel on uh, YouTube for some of those uh, one-man cover videos. They're, they're crazy. I can't wait to see what you come up with next, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. It's, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. We'll talk to you real soon. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. So there you have it, folks. That's going to wrap up episode number 13 for the Drum Shuffle. Really do appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and listening this week. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to tune in today. Um, if all goes well, uh, and I think it will, next week we will have uh, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member in Doug Cosmo Clifford from Credence Clearwater Revival joining us here on this show. So you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, some other guests that we're working on getting scheduled and, and getting on here to do an interview. Uh, Rod Morgenstein, a great uh, faculty member up at Berkeley uh, College of Music, a uh, member of the Dixie Dregs, played in Winger for a long time. Uh, we're working on getting uh, Rod scheduled to come in here. Uh, we're also working with 
with Liberty DeVito uh, of Billy Joel fame uh, to try to get him scheduled to do an interview with us as well. He's got a fantastic new band called Lords of 52nd Street that we're going to be talking to him about. Also, the Hired Gun movie, uh, if any of you have seen that. So we've got some great guests that we're trying to get scheduled on the show. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. As always, keep your emails coming to us. We love hearing from you throughout the week. That email address is the drum shuffle podcast at gmail.com. Our web address is the drum You can find me over at jamieeds.com. So until next time, may your heads stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>